Hey, how's it going? So, here I am, sitting out in the middle of a, well, not really in the middle of a field, down the road allowance between two farmers' fields. So if any of my other friends that are out there listening and, you know, all three of you, and if you're okay with me using your names instead of uh, doing this fake name and nickname stuff, then let me know. But as far as that now... um. Brent and one of the Justins I grew up with are allowing me to give them kind of an introduction because once I'm down in Victoria, I'm hoping to get quite a bit of good content from them and their sides of some of the stories. So, I guess I'll start with Brent since that was where... uh, Really, the the fucked up tales of this messed up northern boy's story come from is a lot of them sprouted there. Started at that house. He lived on 108th of. And it was a decent sized house. There was, oh, I think three bedrooms upstairs. One was his mom's. One's, one was his brother, Crazy Jay's, when Crazy Jay was home. And they usually had the other one rented out. And then there was two downstairs. And I got to kind of paint a picture of this house. When you walk into the house, you go up the side door under the carport. And you walk in, and there's a set of stairs directly to your right. You go down... There was a time when I could have told you how many stairs it was, but I can't anymore. Then it was a little landing, and it was two steps down, and you were in the basement. And there was a big room that took up over half the basement, and that was the the big brother. The uh, hard-to-tame man, we'll call him. (laughs) And then uh, Brent's room was... Just this tiny little bedroom tucked back in the back corner. Brent was the youngest out of the three boys. Raised by their mom. And when you walked, when you were walking into Brent's room, if I remember correctly, there was a dish, or there was a deep freeze on your left when you stepped off the stairs. And then about two feet beyond that was the entrance into the bigger brother's door. And then you keep walking and there was the furnace and the hot water heater between that bedroom door and Brent's bedroom door. And on the other side, there was the washer and dryer. Brent's little room couldn't have been much more than, oh fuck, I'll say 14 by 14, but I don't even know if it was that big. 
And you go up and he'd unlock his deadbolt that he had on his door. And you walk in and he had single mattresses piled. I think at one time he had six or seven, maybe even more than that on the one side of the room. And he had this great big, we'll call it an armoire, but it was really just uh, a big plywood closet with a door. And then there was a tiny little bathroom in that bedroom. It was the only bedroom in the house that had its own bathroom. And that bathroom couldn't have been any more than four feet by four feet. You could literally, if you got drunk enough and had to have a shit, you could shit in the toilet and puke in the sink at the same time and sing songs about it. And a few of us know who who did that. And well, you'll meet him later on as well. Brent had this massive, massive stereo crammed into that room. His stereo, his TV, and you got to think, this is mid to late 90s. So there was none of this little Bose stereo systems and thin TVs. Like, this is all big shit. And we were all pretty bad for mixing car audio with home audio. So Brent's wall was pretty impressive. And that was where the majority of us used to party all the time was in that room because we were the younger crowd in the house. And then the bigger brother would have his parties going on next door. And sometimes there'd be parties going on upstairs. And on really good nights, the whole house would just be one big frickin' party. Well, I remember one night... It was a big fucking party in the house. And everybody was kind of bouncing all over the place. There was a bunch of us there. A bunch of the big brother's friends were there. I think even a bunch of Brent's mom's friends were there. But I was standing outside by Brent's door. By his bedroom door having a smoke. Talking with uh, a buddy of mine. We'll call him Rudolph Nixon. Because I think that's, yeah. That'll work. Rudolph Nixon, that's what we'll call him. Standing there talking to him and uh, a couple other buddies. I don't remember who well I was talking to. I was pretty fucking out of it. And I sat my drink down and I thought I'd found my drink. And I started asking everybody whose drink that was on the, on the hot water heater. Well, before anybody could tell me or before I would clue into what anybody was saying... I realized it was an old beer bottle that had been sitting there full of fucking the last little bits of everybody's beer bottles and cigarette butts and just, I don't even want to friggin' imagine what else was in there. But I took a swig of that and I don't really, I don't remember if I puked or not. I probably should have. I know I couldn't get that bad taste out of my mouth. Even just talking about it now, I'm thinking of that taste again. But we used to have some pretty good terrors at that place. Remember one time it was just after Easter. Brant got so wasted, both his brothers were home. And uh, he passed out right on the floor, right in front of his bed. And I don't I think it was his older brother, the oldest one, I think, was the one that started spraying him down with shaving cream. And we all thought it was fucking hilarious. And he 
passed out on the floor, covered in complete shaving cream, like you couldn't see him. There was, it was just a big pile of shaving cream. And he throws his arm up in the air, and he throws his leg up and tries to lift his head. I'm going to fight you. And as he went to breathe after he said that, he sucked in a mouthful of fucking shaving cream. Uh, the only reason I can remember it was right after Easter is because he puked up his Easter bunny. And that melted chocolate and beer in his guts actually shaped itself into the shape of an Easter bunny on his floor. Yep. <laughs> Some weird, weird things happened in the house. <laughs> that house is... Well, I, I've had some uh, people reach out to me that I had have a listen to the podcast. And they wanted me to go back to the house. Well, I can think of another one now that's kind of back from that time frame. There was this place we used to party at over on the east side of Grand Prairie, just off 100th Ave. Everybody jokingly called it the place to be. Well, we had this delivery service. In town, and, uh... I don't remember what it was, but they would deliver everything. Majority of us were miners at this time. The place to be was the garage behind the house of, uh, we'll say, Waffles' cousin. Waffles probably my oldest friend in the whole world. I don't talk to him very often anymore. I really miss that big cunt. But uh, we were over there, and we were getting ready to party in the garage. Whole crap ton of us were there. And uh, little Kenny... You gotta, I gotta kind of describe this guy. Scrawny, scrawny little dude. Long, long blonde hair, like the undercoat kind of hairstyle. And it was wavy, like a curly kind of wavy. And there was nothing to him. He was 5'6", five, 5'8", five, maybe at the most. And if he was 110 pounds, I'd be amazed. But he was the only one at the house when the delivery driver showed up with her keg. And you had to have whoever had the ID go and pick it up. They didn't care about anything, anything else. So there's little Kenny going out there, pulls the keg out of the back of the car, damn near killed him. Paid the delivery driver. And then tries carrying this friggin' keg up the driveway to the place to be. That night got pretty out of hand. A couple stories about a girl that was hanging out with us from that night and another really good friend of mine, but I, I can't get into talking about him yet. Um, that one's going to be a long time coming and it'll be a special episode just for him. That one will be entitled I Miss My Bully. But anyways, Justin Holmes, when I first met him, back around the same time, maybe a little bit before the place to be, And I just said his name. Fuck sakes. Whatever. If he doesn't like it, I'll remove it. But he lived just not too far from the place to be at the time. 
He had a big bedroom downstairs. Uh, he had two sisters. All right. Well, I just had a phone call. Uh, as I'm planning, or as I've got the podcast rolling and got my trip to see Brent and Justin, I have been planning a family reunion as well. A little bit here, a little bit there. Me and my cousin aren't getting crazy with it, but it's something. But I think this one, I'm going to have no choice but to edit a few things out. I know I've gotten a little excited here and there. And I think I said the hometown. And I think I dropped a last name with Justin's name. So, I guess we'll see. I might just say fuck it and roll with it because, you know, I've got a whole 60 downloads. So whatever. But yeah, uh, Justin lived at the time only a couple blocks away from where the place to be was. When the place to be was there, Justin Holmes wasn't living there, but Justin Holmes had a brother and me and him got really, really close later on and there was quite a while where you didn't see him without me and if you did see me without him or the other way around you knew the other one wasn't far away we'll call him king because that was a nickname he had for a while but they both lived over in this house it was like i said about a block away from the place to be which is where waffle's cousin lived i gotta try and get her on here one day too i think But we'll see how that goes. But there was Justin in the basement on one side and King on the other side in the basement. We had some good parties at that place. And, well, as you will find out, Justin was a rotten, rotten pig. He was a dirty fucker. Told me he was going to take me crab fishing when we get to Victoria. I laughed and said, we're always crab fishing when we're around you. So that's just, that's just the way Justin is. And I remember (laughs) one night he was in his bedroom with actually the same girl that created the issues over at the place to be. And he come out and he had, he's got lots of little freckles and he come out and his freckles were way worse and all of us were kind of looking at him funny. Somebody pointed it out. He went into the bathroom that was between the two bedrooms and he had a look and he come back out and goes, fuck's sakes, that's period blood all over my face. But of course, we never thought nothing of it. We just kept on partying. I don't remember if Justin had his little Honda Raz at that time. It was like sky blue Honda Raz. He rode that fucking thing everywhere. He made liquor runs on that thing when he was one of our bootleggers. I was the baby out of the group. I was always the youngest. So I never had to worry about bootleggers because my best friends that became my brothers, they always made sure we had it. And even before any of them were 18, we always had it anyway. But he used to make that run. On that little fucking Honda Raz. And I remember there was this one stoplight over by, well, it was on 108. 
couple blocks away from Brent's place. And that thing, his little Honda Rav, or Raz, would not set the... It just would not set the weights off. There wasn't enough weight to it. So I know a fuck a few times he ended up running that thing. And we got into some shit. I think we took that route. Yeah, we did. We took that little Honda Raz out to the 4x4 park I was talking about in episode, I don't know, one or two, because I'm on three, so it had to have been one or two. Not too concerned about it with all 60 downloads I have and all 20 followers. Woo! But some of my friends have said that they really enjoy this and they want to get on so that our stories and the things that we did can be documented somewhere. Which, like I said, I wanted to write a book or do something like that. But never could set myself down to read a book and most of the guys I grew up with and hung around with we can barely spell let alone read and I'm sure if you look at episode 2 the way that it says beers, haymakers and motorcycles or whatever haymakers is spelled horribly wrong and guess what I don't care because this is me this is who I was that brought me to the person that I have become now. Have I done some fucked up shit that I regret? Yes, I most definitely have. And will I apologize for some of it on here? Possibly. Maybe not. But, back to uh, Justin. (laughs) Got a little sidetracked there. It's funny, I tried for two days to do some recording and I just couldn't do it. And here I am sitting on this road allowance in the middle of nowhere and it's just coming. I think this is, I don't think I'll ever be that guy that sits down in a studio and if you don't like that, piss off. (laughs) Um, Oh, I do have, uh, I'll jump, I'll continue back on with it. And I, well, one, with one more Justin story before I tell everybody that. Um, Justin had, actually, I lived with Justin for a little while in these apartment complexes. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, the, I, this isn't going to go where I thought it was going to, but I'm going to take it there because that was the first thought that came to mind when I thought of me and Justin and that. that apartment complex. We had another roommate. His name was Scott. Um, Scott was pretty quiet guy. He's another one that was really close with little Kenny. The one that carried the keg up to the place to be. And those guys were, they weren't the same type of people, but they were, they were great people and great to have around. But I don't know how Scott friggin' dealt with us over the years. I don't know how many, most of these people dealt with us over the years that weren't into the same stuff we were. But, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Couple times. Oh, I got to introduce somebody else in this one too. That's where I'll go with this one. So me and another good friend. I won't say his name yet. I haven't cleared anything with him. We haven't settled on a nickname to use for him because he's never really had one. 
And if he lets me use his real name, you'll understand why we never needed a nickname for him. His name just stands out. But he was over there, and we were drinking, and we were getting ready to head out to the bar. I think it was my 21st birthday. No, it might not have been my 21st birthday. See, I'm jumping all over the place. But I was, I was around there somewhere. And we were all getting ready to go to the bar. And this friend I really owe, I'm having such a hard time not saying his name. He fell down by the door. And we were all gassed right up. There might have been other things flowing that night. I don't remember if there was cocaine or ecstasy or anything else, but there might have been. And this friend hit the floor down by beside the door. And me, I got down. I went to give him a hand up. But before I did it, I pulled my pecker out of my pants and had it hanging there. Well, that son of a bitch in his state that he was in thought it was my finger. And he grabbed a hold of it twisted and fucking pulled i have never never in my life felt pain like that before up to that point anyway that was pretty horrible horrible pain why i just thought of that one i don't know but i did and uh i'm supposed to be giving you a story about justin here there's so many but they're oh, oh i can go back to like 99, yeah, about 99, I think it would have been, 99 or 2000. Justin was living in an apartment building behind the Dairy Queen. And every Friday night, me, him, and Baby Ray, Baby Ray was this big, big native guy, a great friend, one of my best friends, made some choices in his life that I didn't agree with, and we split. And whatever, it is what it is. Still got great memories of the man. Don't don't disrespect him at all. And if for some reason he ever hears it, his name will be mentioned. I, I, he'll, be, <laughs> he'll be brought up a few times. But we used to go out every Friday night. And we'd go to a Chinese food restaurant. Justin was the only one that was over the age of 18. Baby Ray had a bad fake ID. Like, it was bad, but they took it at the Chinese food place. And I always just said, I forgot my ID. And they'd always say, okay, next week, you bring back. You bring back next week. I just dropped my lighter service. <clears throat> and the one night, we went, we had our dinner over there, and we... Went back over to Justin's place, and we were drinking and drinking. Ray had a girlfriend at the time, and me and Justin didn't. And we got right gassed up at the house. And I don't condone what I'm about to tell you either. We decided to jump in. He had a little red Cavalier. I think it was early 90s, late 80s, four-door Cavalier, red. Worst tint job you've ever had, you've ever seen in your life. We decided we're going to go for a drive. So... We steal a license plate off of something else, throw it onto that car, load the booze in, and off we go. We're out cruising around, drinking beers, bullshit, and having a great time. And we get by one of the towns that's about 15 to 20 minutes out of where we lived. We're cruising around, and somebody, see, somebody has this wooden lighthouse in the middle 
of their yard. I vaguely remember telling Justin to stop. But he stopped, and I jumped out of the car and went running. Picked up this fucking lighthouse and started running back for the car. I think I was yelling at him to open the back door. I don't remember. But I remember throwing it in the back seat of the car, and we fucked off. And this, like I said, late 90s. This is back when Yahoo chat rooms were going on, and it was dial-up internet. And after that night, we labeled ourselves the Lighthouse Boys. Because when Scott wasn't around, we were on Scott's computer on the Yahoo chat groups. So that's a couple little stories about Justin and a little bit about Brent. Brent was never the animal that the rest of us were. But he did have some fun. He uh, provoked a lot of the fun and then stood back and watched the son of a bitch. (laughs) But, you know, like I said, I love everybody. I love all my boys. The ones that are still with me to this day, the ones that aren't, the ones that are watching over all the rest of us to make it through or to make sure we make it through the rest of the dumb shit we do. But uh, I do have an email address for the podcast now everybody so you can send me an email and my it's it's a long email address all lowercase obviously one word tales of a messed up northern boy at gmail.com send me your comments send me your hate mail whatever i don't care i thrive on it i love the good feedback The bad feedback doesn't bother me. Uh, That's why I brought up the bad spelling on the haymakers and somebody said he was going to be my biggest fan. I was like, no, you won't. It's not you. And that's fine. If this isn't you, this isn't for you. Uh, Hoping to eventually start paying the fees to get it off of just the platforms it's on now. So that it can be on the big ones like Spotify and whatever the Apple one is and a few of the other ones. I do have my YouTube page set up for it as well. But I don't have anything on there yet. haven't quite figured that out. Again, I'm not even a weekend on this, guys. I hope everybody bears with me. And like I said, I'm doing this till I get bored with it. So this could be the last one. There could be three years more. I have no fucking idea. But the more feedback I get from you guys, the longer I'm going to keep doing it. And those of you that are good friends of mine that have reached out and told me it was okay to use your name, Mr. Funk, oh, brother, we got some stories and they will come. I got another really good friend that I'm pretty sure will let me use his name. But he's dealing with some shit right now. So hopefully in a couple of days, he'll reach out and let me know because me and him got some damn good stories. And if any of you have ever heard of zip ties and and bias plies on YouTube, go check that guy out and tell him that the scale house shitter told you to check out his videos. He's a hillbilly and he's living out in Grovedale now. So, 
Uh, the email address again, guys. Tales of a messed up northern boy at gmail.com. Send me pictures. Send me stories you want me to touch because I know it's just my friends listening. Let's give it out here for generations to hear. All right. I'm going to go back home now and try and do a little bit of editing on this. Maybe edit out the hometown that I said. I think I said it anyway. And the one name. All right. Peace. Until next time. And remember, you don't have to walk a mile in my shoes. Or no. Oh, shit. A buddy of mine sent me a thing that I wanted to use. Because it made him think of the podcast. And it was, don't walk a mile in my shoes because that won't impress me. Live 30 seconds in my head and you'll be just as fucked up as I am.